Welcome to the Emotional Self-Reliance Podcast, exploring wellness tools to empower achieving your fullest potential. Your host is Sarah Price Hancock, Certified Rehabilitation Counselor with an Advanced Certificate in Psychiatric Rehabilitation and a Trained Peer Support Specialist. Sarah currently works as a Psych Rehab and Recovery Consultant, guest lecturing for universities and organizations determined to improve the quality of life by igniting hope, fostering choice and accountability, developing empowerment, creating a recovery environment, and finding meaningful purpose. So let's discuss emotional self-reliance with your host, Sarah. Here we are in episode two. Thank you so much for tuning in. So in the first episode, we talked about how in every single podcast, I would start the episode with a practice of something that has really altered my life. And that is identifying three things every day that went well, and then explaining why I feel they went well. And so... Again, I'd like to invite you to send me your three things that went well with the explanation as to why you feel they went well. And I'm going to go ahead and share with you three things that went well for me today. So the first thing was I was able to pick up a food order from our church's bishop storehouse. And the reason I was able to do that was because so many people have generously donated to the fast offerings for my church. And I'm just so grateful for that. And that's definitely something that has, has been a blessing in our family's life. Um, the second thing that went well was I made my sweetie uh, breakfast and lunch because I, and then the, you always have to say the because, and the reason this went well was because I like to show him that I love him by making a good breakfast before he leaves for work, kind of laying a good foundation for him. And it's our time to sit and chat and and kind of dream and plan and and enjoy a good breakfast together. And then the third one was, and this is a huge thing that went well for me today, I did not have any problems with tardive dystonia or tardive dyskinesia, which is huge because um, they can be very painful, the dystonia can be, um, but the, the reason I feel that I didn't have any problems today was because I've been working really hard uh, to control the swelling or inflammation that I've been experiencing due to the sinus infection, the persistent sinus infection that I have, and working really hard to stay out of environments that have additional, I guess, toxins. Yay! Those are my three things for today. So I wanted to share with you um, something that I wrote, and this is back in 2012 when I was a graduate student as an intern, and I was working in a clubhouse, and a clubhouse is a community-based center to help people who have uh, diagnoses of uh, mental illness. And so here in San Diego, we have, I believe we have uh, 17 or maybe 18 uh, clubhouses. And some of them are established uh, after the ICD model, which is the international clubhouse model. And then others aren't. But each of them are established to help people with a workaday world and help support them in finding environment and kind of help their passion in finding the gateway to recovery and helping them move forward. It's 
great social opportunity. It's a great opportunity for vocational training. And it was really fun to work there. I met a lot of fantastic people. I worked at the Corner Clubhouse for, I guess, an entire academic year, if I remember correctly, which isn't saying much because my memory is so bad, but I think that's what I did. Anyway, so I wrote this because, uh, well, I'll just read it to you. And the reason why I want to share this with you is because it kind of helped me conceptualize the importance of learning wellness tools and kind of using all of my wellness tools together to create a life that I enjoy. So here we go. So it it talks about this evening, I had a simple yet profound realization. It all began this morning when my work sent me to an origami class. I I know it sounds really bizarre, but they really did. I was to learn the folding of the paper, memorize the steps, and then return to my own work or the clubhouse. Upon returning, I was supposed to teach others how to make an origami bird. We were learning how to make these origami birds to provide centerpieces for the countywide recognition dinner, dinner for mental health. I was promised that the origami would be basic, and personally, I'm not the most coordinated person, nor do I have a very good memory because of all of the ECT. So the idea of being placed in charge of not only learning, but then teaching something I was completely clueless about was... We'll just say it was intimidating. And then when I arrived at the training and saw what they wanted us to make, I was like, yeah, that's not happening. (laughs) It wasn't exactly basic. So dismayed, I just sat there staring at that swan thinking, right, I cannot do this. But the teacher was very encouraging and she assured us that we could. And so sitting at the table, staring at this masterfully made paper swan, I seriously questioned whether I was up to the task. But they assured me that I just had to follow eight steps to fold a little triangle. So I watched the teacher carefully and I kept an eye on those sitting around me. And I continued folding all of my folds to make this teeny tiny triangle. And I just started folding paper. And I will admit, I messed up a couple of times folding paper in the wrong direction or, yeah, so many wrong folds. And when my shape started looking different from those around me, I would try to figure out on my own. And then finally, I'd ask my neighbor what I'd miss. And the nice thing was he would always be very kind and patient with me and he would just show me. So I fixed that messed up step and then I'd finish making my tiny little triangle. It was pretty easy. In fact, it was surprisingly easy once I got the hang of it. And But then I realized to make the swan, I had to fold 205 triangles and then stick them all together. Initially, the entire thing seemed pretty daunting. But one triangle at a time, those triangles became easier and easier to fold. And I had no idea how to stick those triangles together to make that swan, but I had a growing pile of triangles. So I returned to my job site with this newfound knowledge, and I invited the membership to join with me in making this swan to represent our clubhouse. We'd been supplied with a multicolor assortment of tiny rectangular pieces of paper, and we could make our swan in whatever color or colors we wanted. Initially, some of the members stared at me with that doubtful look in their eyes. It was probably the same exact look that I'd given the teacher earlier that morning. 
There were some people who came right over. They were willing to try. Try and fold these paper squares. They were willing to polish their paper folding skills. Others just shook their head, mumbling that they couldn't do it. But those who were willing to give it a go sat down with me, and together we all started folding paper. Initially, it was frustrating for some. Others picked up their tiny rectangles of paper and folded them into perfect triangles on the very first try. Some people gave up after a couple of confusing folds, and others watched from a distance until after witnessing their peers do it, they became interested, came over, and joined in the fun. At first, we celebrated each time someone followed a step correctly. And then we got used to that, and we started celebrating each completed triangle. Oddly enough, once having figured out how to fold one triangle, it became fun. And even relaxing. There was something relaxing about doing something so methodical and yet having an outcome that you could tangibly feel and see afterwards. So soon, carefully folded, multicolored triangles began piling up. We felt pretty accomplished over having folded close to 100 triangles, but better than that, we felt unified in purpose. Our entire membership was working towards making the best centerpiece any county mental health recognition luncheon had ever seen. We were determined. Our goal was to fold enough papers so that we could make a beautiful swan. And you know what? It finally seemed achievable. Oftentimes in life, we're told to make this proverbial origami swan, and I'll liken this ornately folded bird to living with mental illness symptoms. Initially, upon experiencing symptoms or getting a diagnosis, a person will just stare dumbfounded at the scattered shreds of paper, wondering how on earth she could ever make anything good out of it. Or perhaps a loved one or a child who is just diagnosed with a disorder, you might find yourself sitting in a doctor's office, just stupefied. In your mind's eye, perhaps all the hopes and dreams for your loved one seem shredded and lying scattered before you. Maybe you wonder, how can you live with this? How can you fold your bird? Initially, when I personally was diagnosed, I found myself in this situation. It was like there was some kind of relief in understanding that there was a reason for what I was experiencing. There was some kind of diagnosis, but at the same time, little by little, that diagnosis actually worked against me because it became the lens through which I saw myself, and it became the lens through which everyone saw me, which was very difficult. And it's funny because people say it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, but honestly, that puts all of the blame on the person living with the symptoms, when in reality, the situation is compounded by everyone else surrounding this person, constantly evaluating and assessing whether or not they're living up to or living through these symptoms, whether or not they're fulfilling the prognosis proclaimed upon them by this diagnosis and by their doctor. So when I was initially diagnosed, my friends and my family, we all were grappling for answers. Kind of like when I was staring at my table mates, striving to pull my paper exactly like theirs. But unlike folding white paper into neat little triangles, I discovered that my paper was a completely different color. My circumstances were different. For a while, I kept folding my symptoms into these proverbial triangles, and I discovered I was starting to accumulate little piles of triangles 
or coping skills or wellness tools, but I didn't know how to connect them to make the swan. And honestly, I wasn't even sure I was making a swan. Maybe I was making something else. Maybe I was making a duck or a crane or a hummingbird. Try as I might, I wanted to make that gorgeous swan. My parents and loved ones wanted me to make that swan. Unfortunately, I truly felt that no matter how hard I worked at folding those stupid little triangles, the best I could possibly hope to become was the ugly duckling. And I began looking at myself as this misshapen, ugly duckling. Some of the people in my life looked at me as though all I'd ever be was a pitiful, sad, and very ugly duckling. I hadn't even started piecing my triangles together. I didn't know where to begin, and sadly, neither did my loved one. But unlike the steps behind folding tiny triangles, answers to living with symptoms are not always uniform. What works for me won't necessarily work for you or your loved one, and vice versa. Some people don't have a trusted source to teach them how to gather life scraps or collect their wellness tools to begin folding their symptoms into neat little triangles. But as we work together to support one another in our efforts to make these right folds in life, we can celebrate each of those correct folds, and we should celebrate even the smallest folds. Sometimes that fold is celebrated when you take a shower or you get out of bed. Sometimes that fold is celebrated when you have the gumption to leave the house. Perhaps that fold is celebrated after a hard day or a week straining to work around symptoms or straining to work through withdrawal. Whatever the fold, celebrate it. Don't take it for granted. It's a step in the right direction, a fold towards getting your triangle. Triangles are slightly larger achievements. They come in all different colors. Maybe it's the color of having a clean bedroom for a week. Or maybe it's the color of going grocery shopping and then making food from what you purchased. Maybe it's the color of going for a month without overdrawing the checking account. Or maybe it's the color of not requiring hospitalization for a month or a year. Maybe it's the colored triangle of taking a class, finishing your GED, or starting a vocational training program. Perhaps your triangle is embarking on a college degree. Whatever color your triangle is, it too is very, very worthy of celebration. It too leads to becoming that proverbial origami bird. And all birds are different and beautiful in their own right. With support, tender loving care, empathy, patience, and really good communication, everyone with mental health diagnosis or experiencing symptoms, regardless of the severity, can become a colorful and even breathtakingly amazing, beautiful, and unique origami masterpiece. So in the show notes, I'm going to share with you a picture of multiple different origami birds of all different shapes and sizes and colors. And also, there you can find a video there that you can learn how to fold these really amazing origami birds. And honestly, these triangles can be shaped into anything. I've seen people make baskets out of them. I've seen people make dragons out of them. So it's just, it's really fun. And that's the interesting thing about these triangles is you can literally use them to create whatever your imagination desires. 
And I guess that's why I enjoy talking about the parable of the origami bird, because oftentimes we gather these wellness tools, and once we begin to learn how to use them in our life, then we begin to realize that we really can become whatever it is that we want to. We can become our best self. We can follow our passions. We can achieve our dreams. We can maybe change our dreams and, and pursue something that perhaps we hadn't considered before. I'll put a video of how to make the origami swan in my show notes. And I just want to encourage you to embrace your colors, have fun, and celebrate every single fold and every single triangle. Because one of these days, everything is going to come together and you're going to have something amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, this episode, and I invite you to continue on with it. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Self-Reliance Podcast. For more information about this episode, check the show notes on www.psychrecoveryandrehab.com slash ESR podcast. Was this episode helpful? Leave a review and share with a friend. Keep exploring wellness tools to empower achieving your fullest potential by tuning into our weekly episodes. Until then, take care.